Hey guys, it's Aaron. Uh, just introducing myself awkwardly because that's what tech guys do. Um, I've been doing production stuff now at a staff level position for about nine years and uh, started when I was 10 as a volunteer. So I'm now at uh, just under 17 years. Yeah. And I'm Alex. I've been doing this eight or so years, all staff and uh, yeah. Yeah, well, we met, uh, we we live in the same town. We both work at churches opposite corners uh, of the city. But uh, we uh, we just, um, we want to start our podcast and kind of launch that into some conversation pieces with some of our other friends that also work in the, the church production world. And uh, just talking about how, like, how we as a church and how production people specifically, we can do better and work together better, but also like work with the churches in your town, get to know the guys that may be across the street from you. Um, yeah. And talk about, you know, problems we run into, um, lack of understanding we sometimes see or, uh, yep. communication breakdowns, breakdowns between, yeah. you know, non-tech people and tech people. And to also show some of the people that are in the you know smaller side of things that you know you're not the only one dealing with this. Yep. There's a good chance that someone has you know may have solved this problem. That's right. Be it a problem that someone else has solved that could help you, or be it a uh, you know some kind of communication thing that seems like you know it's breaking your world down. But yeah, you're not the first one to have to go through that. Right. We we both wanted to touch base on you know sometimes being church tech is not always easy. No. Uh, you're not alone. Most Every- of the time it's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of politics at play and a lot of things. But uh, we wanted to make sure that we kind of touched base on that. But we also just – we want this uh, – our goal eventually is to make this driven more by questions. Yeah. Um, so we want you guys to, to kind of send those in to us. Or discussion. Yeah. We want to do it more as a discussion than a, than a presentation. Yes. Perfect. So what's our topic for today? Well, I figure we'll we'll start with uh, the purpose of production in church. That's a good one. I mean, we'll we'll start with a topic that's the reason that we all uh, do what we do. Do what we do, either staff or volunteers. Um, and it's hard to answer because I think it depends on where you are. It depends on where you are. It depends on what your church is trying to do, what your lead pastor wants to do. Uh, Size that makes it a difference on a huge list of things. Oh yeah, and I think the correct answer to the question of what is the purpose of production is that it should be perfect for you. It should be tailored to your church. Yeah, to your to your congregation, mm-hmm. even if it's not necessarily to your taste. Yep, like as a personality, it should be tailored to the you congregation. Should able, you should be able to separate what you want from yes. What you think is the right way to do it from the right way to do it. Yeah. Which is a whole other half of that. Right. Now, the the purpose of production really should be just to bring, uh, to kind of make the whole room one atmosphere. So it's every seat in the room has got kind of the same feeling. You're not, you don't even, so even if you're in a large church, you you don't feel like you're sitting up in the nosebleeds or the very back dark corner of the room. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, if you're sitting in the front row, it's not like a rock concert that's blasting you out. You know, you, you want it to be the same feeling, the same atmosphere across every seat. 
Well, yeah. I mean, your your job is to well, there I, there's levels to it, kind of. I guess right. Like number one, one through three is make sure make sure everything that needs to be seen is seen. Make sure everything that needs to be heard is heard. You know, there's there's yep. the basic execution level, and then you know, then you get into what you're talking about. You know, that creating an atmosphere, and right, a, and a and a room to for people to you know yeah. experience what they need to experience. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I know we've we've seen a lot of um, as as the church continues, we've seen a lot more conversation about the worship experience. Uh, I tend to lean toward creating an atmosphere of worship versus the experience of worship. Uh, I just think it leads to more authentic worship, and we have to remember that we're we're doing this to serve the church, to serve you know. The, the bride of Christ, and there has to be a remembrance of that. We're not just doing this for fun or for something that we like doing, which it can be both of those as well, but there's a whole other reverent side of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we serve the people. Right. Ultimately, um, you know, I mean, and you could take, we we could even go into the, um, you know, haze, haze discussion and all that here. You know, Smoking lasers? You know, I mean, there's people that do it, you know, I think, yeah, I, I think most people have probably seen the video of the flying drummers from Christmas this past year. Right? Yeah. The flying drummers, a, a little less seen was the Santa Claus that they flew as well. Oh, really? Yeah. I saw that video. That was interesting. Inter- uh, I, let's save the Santa discussion, but yeah. you know, uh, even in the Facebook, in the, that Facebook group that we're in, yeah. there's a lot of discussions about haze versus not haze. Yeah, moving lights versus not. Moving lights. I mean, they're all tools. Yep. You know, ha- yeah. haze is literally a medium for lights. That's exactly what it is. Right? It's not yeah. smoke. It's not for show. It's, yep. you know, so we can go back to that environment, create that environment. Right. You know, and if that environment isn't right for you, if you got a bunch of stained glass windows or big windows, yeah, you're probably not going to use haze. Because you're going to have all these, right. you know, all these light beams shooting yeah. around your congregation and that's going to be distracting. Well, and that's, that's the other piece that's got to get talked about is like a lot of, uh, a lot of the older churches that you look at, they put all their money into creating a space, a physical space. Like, yep. you know, they spent millions on stained glass windows or the equivalent of what millions would be on stained glass windows. A lot of them ran candles. What do candles create? Smoke. Okay, so they they had a haze in yep. the room yep. with stained glass windows creating lighting effects. You never get a better haze than that one moment on Christmas when everyone blows their candles out at the same time. Right? <laughs> well, and that, that gives you a super even haze across the entire room. doesn't last very long. No. No, it does not. But <laughs> – but it's the same thing. But like, if if you've got a can, if you've got a, a church service, um, five hundred years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Their chandeliers were candles. They they had candles all, on candlesticks all around the room. They had a natural haze from that. Mm-hmm. Um, so even if we're looking at, hey, you know, this is it, it's too modern. It, it it's just a modern equivalent, honestly. Yep. Uh, however, that being said, there are some spaces that don't require it. Like uh, the campus that I'm currently working with the most at, at my current church, um, we have 10 giant windows. Each window is about nine and a half feet tall. Don't want any haze in there. Four and a half feet wide. I mean, I barely have to use the stage wash. Like if oh, it's yeah. cloudy day, I yep. turn it on. If the sun is out. We, uh, and the, you got a CTB filter all your 
stage washes, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, because in that room, it's either I, I turn them on or off. Okay. Like I don't really, I don't dim them uh, because the way that our room is, if the sun is coming up, it literally goes right through the window straight onto the stage. Oh. And so I don't need it. I don't need it all the time. Uh, and so I just, I don't use it. We have a couple of color changing rear lights that I'll change every once in a while. And that's about it. You know, lighting wise, we don't do much, but that's the environment that we're trying to create there, the mm -hmm. atmosphere that we're trying to create there. And that's per the direction of uh, what the pastor at that campus wants to do. And so he's, he's kind of monitoring the whole uh, congregation and he kind of creates that, hey, this is what we want to do. And so it's my job to make that happen. Yep. I mean, it, it, it's the same with every production person. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to separate yourself from that, right? Yep. yep. You know, I mean, you're talking about other the other tools that are kind of the topic of discussion, right? Like moving lights. Yeah. What do you do with them? Moving lights. Right? I mean, at, at their core, at their core level, in a church experience, they're a tool. Uh, like the, the, we, we have some, um, I think they're Mac Aura knockoffs, if I remember right. Um, that he designed that they function similarly, but yeah. they cost like one third of the price or something like that. And, uh, cause I remember when we were buying them and he was telling me, he's like, I have, I've had churches that literally their whole key light line or front light line is just those fixtures. It's like five or six of them and that's it. There you go. Right. And you know, it's like, depending on what you do, if people are moving around a lot to be able to like reposition stuff, mm -hmm. it's like at some point it becomes not worth Someone's time up in the ceiling changing bulbs, re-aiming fixtures, putting right. gels on. Yep. Because um, you have to think um, time is worth. Even even a lot of the, the Lecos and the new Source 4s, you know, yeah. they, they might not have a moving head on them, but they have uh, motorized internal parts so you can zoom them remotely. Right. And shutter them or, but yeah, I mean, it is, it's all about making an environment, but it's making your environment. Correct. It's making your environment with the lead of what the pastor wants that environment mm -hmm. to be. Um. But I mean, like you said, they're all instruments. They're all tools. They're all instruments. And honestly, I've heard the argument that churches shouldn't use them. Anything that's modern technology and oh yeah. Uh, I mean, if you want to get on another, uh, it's a tool rabbit hole. We could talk about Mac versus PC. <laughs> there is that. There's that. Uh, I, I legitimately had somebody make a comment to me once about how Mac was the symbol of the devil because it was an oh, apple really? with a bite taken out of it. I said the book of Genesis doesn't record it as an apple. It just records it as a fruit. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of translations out there. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, I don't know. I, you, you use both too, don't you? Mac and PC, you use both I, on yeah, a regular basis? Right? On a fairly regular basis, yeah. Yeah, personally especially. Um, For... I, I meant as a, yeah, I meant as a person, you know? Like, yeah, I as mean, a person, we're, I mean, we're I recording have a, this into Pro Tools running on a PC, but yeah. every computer I have at work and my work laptop is a Mac. Yep. So yeah, I, I, I use both on a daily basis. Yeah. So I have a personal Mac laptop, a work Mac laptop, and then I have a gaming PC and I'll jump back and forth. Yep. At work, yeah. we have two Windows computer for the computers for the production department, and that's it. Mm -hmm. uh, one is literally. Uh, just for programming our LED wall. Uh, it's an older laptop, but it runs the program we need. Um, the internal mouse doesn't work. Like the the, pro, the laptop is actually kind of junk. 
but it does what we need it to do. It does the job. Yep. Uh, and then the other one um, has uh, MA.2 on it. So it's a lighting program. And it was purchased for that purpose. And right now it's actually sitting in a drawer, not doing anything. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're all tools. You know, we have, uh, I mean, we're, we're also a Mac heavy yeah. environment. Um, uh, I would imagine I mean, your Pro Tools rig is run on a, your broadcast Pro Tools rig is run on a PC or is nope, that run on a, a Mac? Mac Mini. Really? It's one of the, one of the M1s. Oh, yeah. Um, that's fair. The, we have, we have two PCs kind of in the in the rotation right now one of them is running our etc nomad setup that makes sense and and you'll never convince me to not run lighting on a pc if if you're not running a console because um pc doesn't make you spend hundreds of dollars for extra monitors also fair our lighting rig has four monitors right now and i don't even want to talk about how many hoops you'd have to jump through to do that on a mac not saying that you couldn't that's right that's fair that's fair uh i will say um i had vista 3 loaded on a mac mini at my previous church Mm -hmm. and uh i found that i never needed more than two monitors so i just think the people who are running four for their lighting (laughs) rig um However, one of those monitors was an ultra, ultra wide. So I got oh, lots yeah. of space. I was going to say, and on ours, one of those four is planning center. So it's not three, mo- it's three monitors of console. One okay. of them is a Q-list. That's not a touchscreen. So it's two touchscreens, one like display See, and then a planning center. And and I say that having run a, a full-size Grand MA oh, that yeah. has multiple monitors built in and then you've got an extra one. Yeah. And also having run an audio system and set up an audio system with like eight monitors uh-huh. next to it, just running different things. Yep. I'm it's not all against about monitors. the information you need. Oh, yeah. Right? As long as it's doing what you want. But so, so we use a PC for that. Um, and I don't know if that was out of, I, th- I think we replaced that once and someone wanted to Mac and I was just like, I don't, I, I don't want a Mac here anymore. Well, it, it's more of, it's easier to put, it was a combination of we had a PC available and, yep. and like, you know, um, ETC Nomad's not like a ridiculously heavy software. Yeah. And this machine was, you know, it's not like a uh, like a nothing machine, but it's yeah. also not like a, you know, Super hardcore built. gaming rig. Yeah. It's kind of in the middle and it has access to the cards and we were able to put – the other reason – oh, the other reason I like PCs there is because um, we were able to put a PCI NIC card in it that has four – jacks oh so because because you know we got lighting network and then we want to tap yep. the audio or the like the production network yep and then um in you know the long-term goal of having lighting console throw our pro presenter backgrounds you have to tap into a network that taps pro presenter you know so they're right. potentially you're looking at you know can we vlan some of it yeah but when you can hardline it you know, it's much more, especially especially yeah. the ones that's talking out to the consoles. It yeah. also leaves you an extra network if you have video wall stuff later on or something like yep. that. So, um, is it something you guys are looking at doing right now? Uh, kind so. of. Um, if, there, there's would, some people that are interested and and others that aren't. I think it's and, one of those. Would I, love I think, to, but it's not necessarily in our DNA. I think DNA. it's a. Uh, I don't know if it's that. I think right now it's it's a cost to uh, what we're trying to accomplish. Gotcha. Type thing. It's an important um, conversation to have too. Yeah, so it's not like no one's like, oh, we don't ever want to do that. It's just like that's not really like in the priorities right now. That's which fair. Is fine. Um, the other PC we have is, it was kind of, there's a lot of them that have like jumped around positions. So it's oh. currently its main job is to run planning center for our video production team, but 
that's its main job on a day-to-day basis. Right. But its actual job is to run a program that is PC only. That is how we get in and uh, get at our BIAMP, which is like our lobby distribution. <laughs> right. So well, any, of course if that we would need be to PC change only. any kind of if we need yeah. to change any kind of routing, be it you know. Um, like when we started doing online streaming, there's a whole, like I had to set up a whole new flow that sends audio from one yeah. place to the other place and then sends it to all the lobby speakers and all that. Well, kind is of that stuff. how, cause your guys is like, audio. I is also our PA manager for the worship center. Wow. Okay. So like there has to be a computer that's a PC that is that's set up with it. on the network yeah. that if something happens, we can log in, whether we got to send a reset or a reboot command or whatever. Yep. Um, so, you know, it it was, we were running Planning Center from a Mac Mini, which, you know, AirPlay is very nice. It's oh, yeah. low latency. It's a wireless connection. Yep. Um, and that computer died, ironically, the week that I hooked this PC back up. <laughs> um, because that, well, because there was a week where the, the Mac, like, it, ha- it, ch- it shut down, like, power flashed, and it took, it, I kid you not, it took it an hour to reboot to where we could wow. use it. Wow. Yeah. That it was doesn't a, it's sound It's an useful. old machine. It wasn't. Well, when it's on, it's fine because it just takes a hot second for the, you know, running yeah. a Chrome. That's why when everyone's like, hey, um, let's make it a Mac. And I'm like, dude, I'm not paying $800 for a Chrome window. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah, no, no, no. I was like, we already have this PC up here. I was like, let me hook it up. So I right now it's actually I have this hack on it because we're using a Chromecast. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to, you know, try and get them to give me the money to do a scaler. Yeah and run a hard line. Yep. Uh, I just was trying to, you know, not spend a lot of money. I wanted to see how it would work. So I downloaded this program that tricks the computer into thinking there's a second monitor attached all the time. Mm. And then when you Chromecast, you Chromecast this fake screen. So like, Oh, interesting. The only problem is if Chromecast is disconnected, you can't see the other screen. Right. And apparently when you shut the computer down, that program stops running. So when it boots, you have to like so start to... it back up or okay. whatever. Um, but I mean, it's pretty... It's pretty nice for what it is right now. Yeah. So those those are the two we use. And then I also have a uh, 50 or 100 gigabyte partition on my work laptop that is boot camp running boots <laughs> to PC because of needing to get into amps or just yep. random programs that are PC only. Yeah. It's, it's, I think, I feel like that's like an integrator type game. You know, the more I get into doing, you know, by no means am I an integrator right now but yeah um you know i I find we find ourselves doing things that they do a lot of the times you know fixing amps or you know hey this person locked the amp at the panel but for some reason we need to get in and you know like whoever set it up last like put an eq on one but not the other and we need to turn it off something like that put a password in you can't figure out what the password was yep 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 because a lot of newer amps you actually have to worry about that Mm -hmm. Um, i'm looking at you qsc Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I really do like those QSC amps. So, you know, if you have, uh, I specifically, I think when we were upgrading my machine, I was like, I, I want that extra, you know, I want X hard drive size or SSD yeah. size because I want a, you know, there's not a lot on it, um, but it's, you know, a lot of it's like PA design. I have some PA designers that'd be probably not f- so much for like church work, but for yeah. other work deployment, you know, where you can yep. stack your line arrays and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's just whatever you need, you know, if, if I have that one computer with me, I can access you do regardless anything. of the system. I don't yep. have to worry about OS incompatibilities. Oh yeah. So I, 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 to anyone sitting here telling us or telling me that I'm wrong, I, you know, I think 
having access to all the tools you could possibly have access to, That's, why limit yourself? You know, right. you're going to feel more comfortable on one. I, I will say, I think, you know, I mean, uh, you know, as with gaming as a hobby, I think I'm lucky that I touch a PC every day and I touch a Mac every day. Yeah, it definitely and, you keeps know, you well balanced. I, I, yeah, yeah. It, it does. I, I mean, I, but I'm at a point where that's a, the switch doesn't bother me at all. It's like getting in a stick shift or a manual car. Like yeah, yeah. Like if you know if you drive, you know if you drive both of them regularly, it, it's a no brainer. But you know, and then your friend gets in, like, what the heck is this? Yeah. You know, because they don't, they're not used to making that switch, and it's a bigger deal. Or um, or uh, driving a box truck, or if you drive a truck oh, for yeah. a living, you know, and mm-hmm. you drive your car every day. Yep. You yeah. just jump in from one to the other. Yep. You get it's, used to making that switch and right. and, then, and then it becomes less of a like, well, I'm using this because I like this one more and it's 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 a I want to use, you know, I want to use a PC for this because of XYZ. Right. And it's, you know, hardware reasons or yep. um, you know, like the old Pro, Pro Presenter 6, right? Awesome program worked terribly on PCs. Right. It was built for Mac. It was built for Mac. They 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 wouldn't say that, but it was. It was that you could notice a different as a difference yeah. as a user, which in my mind means it's you know it's built for it's really designed to work on a Mac. Yep. And I mean, I don't know if I've ran the new one on a PC. So have you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's our, supposed our to be about area. the same, right? It, yes, and the only no. the only thing I've heard that I know for sure is I think you don't have NDI native support. You don't have NDI native support, uh, and I think that's a Windows versus Mac thing. That's not mm-hmm. a re- that's yep. not a renewed vision with ProPresenter. Um, and I have found that uh, updates tend to they come at the same time for Mac and Windows. Right. They tend to break more things on Windows than they do on on Mac. Interesting. Uh, we we have one that I've had a lot of problems with updates. Well, w- until I upgraded the machine to a Mac Studio. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we have uh, our uh, – granted, it's a relatively cheap laptop that runs in our kids' room uh, at the second campus. Um, it's a Dell. It's a decent. It, uh, it's not superb. It's not a gaming PC or anything like that. It's just – yeah. Um, but uh, we installed one of the updates, and whenever ProPresenter was open, it wouldn't allow any sound to come out of that computer oh. from ProPresenter or from any other program. As soon as you close ProPresenter, you get sound back. Ooh. Then, like, two months later, they released another update. And sound now works. Sound now works. However, when you open ProPresenter, the left channel is an endless, like, dial tone. Oh, It's just a that just doesn't stop until you close the program. This is recent, or is this when it first came out? No, this is recent. Oh, interesting. I I updated my uh, MacBook because I run ProPresenter on my MacBook too. Um, I updated it just out of curiosity and runs just fine on my Mac. It just doesn't like Windows PCs. Interesting. Yeah, this is a public service announcement to everyone to check your softwares. Yes. Uh, I ran into something like that. So um, uh, I don't know if any of you all have the same problem that your comm system is a little lacking. And, I think uh, that's everybody. Yeah, I feel like it. You know, that's it, common, it would solve a lot of our thread. problems, but the the money versus the you know what it, you get. Yeah, yeah, it's it's to return it's on hard. investment. So, issue. Uh, but I had been investigating, and I'm still watching it. Um, any of you all that play video games, uh, Teamspeak. Now, Teamspeak's kind of old, but they are coming out with a new client. That's a, like it. I the pictures I've seen, it looks like Discord. 
Interesting. Um, but, uh, you know, again, haven't done a whole lot of research in this. My understanding is TeamSpeak wins over Discord in one big way, and that is, I think it was originally designed for people that play things like Arma and, like, military sims, where you have a, uh, like, platoon-based structure, oh. meaning that you could have squads, quote-unquote squads of people that report up to, like, a lieutenant, yeah. quote again, or something like that, and then he reports up to someone else, which means, yeah, as a tech director, you could have a way to talk to multiple groups of people at one time. Yeah. Like sub-channels. Discord, you're in a channel, and that's it. Yeah. So if you have an emergency and you have sub-teams in Discord, you have to pop into each one, make an announcement, go to the next one. Whereas in TeamSpeak, you could, I think they call it like a... A whisper or something. There's like so some special like the, thing, and the you top can, guy? Yeah, you can talk to all the teams at the same time, Ooh. which is what I was looking for. I am know. gonna have so to look into that. I haven't heard of that divisions. one. Well, the pro- well, here's the here's the here's the caveat right now, and this is what reminded me of when you're talking about your errors. Uh, I didn't. I downloaded it to test it, and I was like, "Hey, maybe I can set it up. Just give it a try." You know, yeah. worst case scenario, we got to buy some headsets for people to plug in their phones or whatever. Yeah, you know, we can provide that. That's relatively affordable next it's to what cheaper you pay than for a, like clear a full system. blown ClearCom system <laughs> or something. And yep. you know, there's something to be said for hardware versus software, but for the time being, it seems smart. Installed it on because um, the way, and I guess it could still potentially work. So the new client isn't out yet; it's in beta. Okay. And I think I managed to grab the beta and I fired it up or something. But I was like, well, the smart thing to do would be install the client on like say our lyrics machine yeah. all the computer machines there's no reason we can't install on the machine worst case scenario we buy dante via to split yep. the outputs right yep it's like seems like a again more that's still it not. seems like a better solution yeah. than just phones but maybe not anyways um so i was testing it on our um, pro tools machine yeah and uh, apparently, if you're running Dante Virtual Sound Card, it crashes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it does not <laughs> <Well>. start. <laughs> so well. I actually got on their forums and went in. And I was like, hey, just so you know, uh, this is a thing. And some people might want to use this. So that's a thing. But yeah. So keep your eye on that, though. If you are. Yeah. Is that a free program or is that a paid? Yes. Yeah. As far as I know. Okay. Um, it, yeah. Like I said, I think they're trying to. They're trying to compete with Discord a little bit. Right. And you can't um, compete with a free program if it's a paid program. True. Regardless. Well, I mean, they'll have their little paid features and oh, whatever, yeah. but yeah. Um, you know, for that for, application, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm a big Discord fan. We can have a discussion about that sometime, but uh, I, I am coming around to the <clears throat> idea of Discord. Uh, I only recently got into PC gaming, and at first, it's the most confusing. It's a very weird. It's a very weird thing because like it's this thing, but you don't know what anything is for, and no one right. really tells you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I remember when I started, my younger brother was like, "You just got to click this, this, and this, and it'll work." And I was just yep. like, "Okay, you, hold on." Yeah, level one is just <laughs> I get in here to talk, and that's it. Yes. You know, and then it just I don't know. It all kind of starts making sense yeah, over time. I mean, once you once you used it enough. Um, I don't know how this ties back into what we were supposed to be talking about for this episode. We were talking about Mac versus PC. And how did that tie back in? Um, oh, we're talking about... Tools. We are talking about tools. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it was. That's uh, a good enough discussion to have. Yeah, honestly. But, uh, but I mean, like, we should be... Should we not? Like, should, we should be using every tool at our disposal mm-hmm. uh, within reason. You know, I'm, I'm not going to say... That uh, a little... Your 200-person shirt should not be putting in a grand MA. Yeah. No. 
Uh, I mean, I, I suppose if somebody in the church won the lottery and you guys yeah. really wanted to, it, you can. Uh, but like within reason, with, without going into excessive debt, like yeah, um, you, we should be everything that we are capable of doing, we should be doing. Um, well, and tools available, right? Right. So if you have a bunch of stuff sitting in the closet and you have a need for something, yeah, make use of it, right? Make use for it, of it. Um, don't not use it because it's not a Mac. Uh, there's that. There's also don't not use it because it's 15 years old. If it works and it still sounds or looks good, go for it. Yep. Um, you know, if it's unstable, that gives you a plan for replacement. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's the other thing about tools. You have to plan for replacement. Mm-hmm. I've I've seen that at almost every church I've been at. Uh, the one I'm at now tried, and no one sat there and actually made sure that somebody actually was paying attention to a replacement plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you buy something, you should look at what its life expectancy is. Mm-hmm. And because that's actually a good point, because I was just having a conversation with someone on one of my teams about how uh, a lot of people have tried to bring that up, and yeah. You know, like we just replaced a lot of computers and I think it surprised some people. And, you know, some of them were, they didn't have to be replaced, but by uh, basically what we did was we'd rather replace our Lyric machine with a Mac Studio and move that iMac to a classroom than buy something new for the classroom. Right. Because we need those those super right. power crunchers in, in key places. There are some that are mission critical. Mm-hmm. Like you can't do a Sunday if your soundboard dies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Megaphone. Yeah. That, like and and uh, again, we go back to the. There, sure, you could you could do a a broke down like, if you found yourself a small mixer and a powered speaker, you know you, you want to hear a fun story about that. Ew, we have yeah, time for a story. So at what my the last place that I worked, yeah, uh, someone came in and stole the soundboard. <laughs> How? Somebody forgot to lock the building or did they break it? No, they think what happened was we had like a community event and someone got into like our kid's wing and like stuck a door just a little bit. Like enough that the alarm didn't register it as being open, but they could get the door open or something like that. Um, And unfortunately, when they unplugged it, they didn't cut it. Because I've heard stories from other people that work there. Not necessarily that building that at one point in their life they had someone actually cut which means they would have had to resolder, you know. Oh. However, in this environment, it was an X32, so you know, so, a little bit more doable. And the most of our stage input was off stage boxes, so the local inputs were mostly wireless mics and outputs and stuff. Okay, that's not so a little bit more horrendous. doable. But they unplugged it. Okay. And I was like, so in that case, you know, I happen to own an M32R, so I was like, I told him I was like, if we find people with other positions, I'll come in and mix it, but no one else is touching my board. Right. You know, so I brought mine. Yeah, you know, sometimes there's ways around it. You know, if you've got yep. people on, you know, teams that that do that for a living, but it's like, you know, I think I brought mine in for like two weeks or something to, yeah. to make that happen, and it worked. But well, and I mean, renting something in that kind of case, yeah, like, that, that's an option too. But you know, but like, if you come in on a Sunday morning and oh your yeah. board doesn't turn on, mm-hmm. what are your options? What are your options? And, hey. and it's Alex is going to miss Sunday morning meeting because he's driving home to get a soundboard so we can have, you know. Like- yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and you should also, you should always plan for those kind of things. Something will always go wrong. Mm-hmm. There's, we, had a, we had a meeting where everyone was freaking out. The, uh, that Biamp manager I told you about was down. And because Biamp goes between our soundboard and our amps, 
We had nothing. Huh. Yep. I'm going to have to come look at that at some point because I just want to know how that works. It's very interesting. Because um, so, cause, you know, but so some people were freaking out. And yeah. fortunately, I had recently spent time poking around. They're like, well, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I was like, simple. I'm going to patch output channels from the stage box straight into the amp XLR inputs and we're bypass the PA manager and we're going to yep. have to watch our levels and we're going to have to probably run compressors off the soundboard. Yeah. I mean, I run them anyways when I run. Not I was all the say, guys do. You you guys have a D-Live though. That's super simple and easy to do. It is. Yeah. Well, until recently, the most recent firmware update introduced bus compressors, but Ooh. or well, it's probably not recent anymore. But yeah. the last time I did one, <laughs> oh yeah, uh, public service announcement: uh, upgrade your, your gear, <laughs> <laughs> update, update, yeah. update. Oh, but never a PC. Don't update your PC. That's a bad idea. You know what? Not to go all the way back into the PC thing, but uh, when I was in college, if I did an update on something. There were times I spent a whole Saturday looking for a driver to make my audio stuff work again. It does. It's not like that anymore. Well, because I I've worked with some people that are the same way. They can't update. Don't do anything. I was like, it, it's it's better. It's a lot better. You know, especially yeah. using like Nvidia and stuff. Like yeah. it's just like Mac. You download the program and you open it and it finds all the right drivers and it updates them. And very rarely are you losing hugely critical things anymore that, that's not always fair. sometimes it that's happens fair. what you don't want to have happen is accidentally click update in one hour when service starts <laughs> yes because there's no way to undo that mm -hmm. uh though i will say i do tend to run like my more mission critical stuff even on apple i tend to run it an os behind well, that makes sense. Well, just, I mean, these days, an OS behind is really just current because, you know, well, yeah. I mean, you look at what we're on Ventura now, right? Oh, I think like, most of mine are still on the one before there that. There are some people that barely just released. Yeah. There's some people that still just barely released like Monterey compatibility. Yeah. And I mean, I'll be honest with you. All, most of mine are running the most recent one they can just because they add tend to add some features that I like to take advantage of. Like, yeah. example, when dark mode came out, like, I was a very big proponent of getting all the computers to dark mode as fast as possible. What? Why? You don't want it blaring in no, somebody's I face? Don't. Especially in a production environment. It's it a was spotlight, a, it was a big. It was a big deal. I remember <laughs> when that came out. I was like, we got to at least get them there. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, since then, it's been, you know. Well, ProPresenter 7 now is a dark mode, essentially. Mm -hmm. and auto. I don't it, even know that you can make that into a light mode. Probably not. Um, but even like, uh, you know, like, I mean, Audinate just, you know, within the past six months, I think finally became compatible with M1. Yeah. The M1 architecture switch, that took a long time. There yeah, were a lot of, I mean, like we, that Pro Tools rig we put in, we were literally waiting for a couple things like, like we, we can't, we can't do XYZ until someone releases support. So we have right. to use this machine instead. Yeah. Like we can't even buy what we want because we're waiting. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they're already releasing a new one. Yeah. Well, I feel like th that's like you just... either need to give all the hardware guys, like, you know, your code ahead of time and work with them like before the public finds out, or you need to slow down. Well, no, I feel like that's the thing to do nowadays, right? I feel like Just in the behind. last three years, Apple's released like eight different uh, operating systems. Yep. Uh, and none of them ever work exactly right. 
you can get most of them to work with most of what you need. Uh, which is why I tend to run at least one. I think I think even my laptop that I'm running most of my stuff on, that's my backup laptop for everything. Um, I refer to my office laptop, my, my work laptop is my backup because I have ProPresenter loaded. I have all <laughs> the songs from ProPresenter loaded on oh, it. Um, you're a better person than I am. I just, I, I... Although I don't think I have a big enough drive to have all that stuff loaded and ready to go on mine. I prioritize the space. I, I don't have a very large drive. Um, no, but like I've had that situation where ProPresenter goes down on you for no reason. Oh, yeah. Uh, just your Mac dies. Your, you know, something. Power By the way, can out. I just side comment, say how easy it is now to move ProPresenter from one machine to oh, another? So easy. It's like so I easy. literally copied the documents files yeah. over and the only thing that was messed up was I forgot to install the CMG font. Whoops. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that reminds me. We just started a new sermon series. I need to make sure the font is moved over. <laughs> uh, thanks. Thanks. Got you. I got you. <laughs> you got me. Uh, no, the only thing that I have seen it consistently mess up is your um, stage display cues. So we have like the um, like the themes. Yeah, no, like it doesn't. So bring it doesn't. It, it moves the the themes over, but like when you go from a video, you know, you have a certain stage display layout. Then you go to sermon, you have a different stage display layout, and when you have a song, you have a different stage display layout. Usually, yeah. I have the first slide there triggers that stage display layout. So as soon as you click it, you're into that section. You have right. your timer going, yeah. and you have a. Uh, your stage display set. It frequently, when I move from one machine, the queue or? it just it moves the queue and it calls it what it's supposed to be, but it pops up with a little triangle and says that the, the queue uh, doesn't work. So you have to remove so the queue and you have to add we, it back in. I don't think we had as many of those problems, but uh, so I have a guy on my team that handles like a large percentage of the ProPresenter stuff. Like nice. I do, I input the sermon. Yeah. You know, but he handles the worship. And so, like, he's actually designed, like, there's, like, sub-presentations that their only job is you click them and it auto-fires slides. And one of them runs, like, a bunch of, like, I'm not going to say macros because they're not actually macros, but it has, like, multiple things attached to it. So it's oh. changing, like, um, audience looks. It's changing stage display. Yeah. It's changing a bunch of that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, I've been... We've been putzing around with seeing we could potentially automate Planning Center live from ProPresenter. So when you click the first slide, oh. it automatically clicks next in Planning Center live. Like there's a lot of fun stuff you can do with Companion. We've been playing around with. <laughs> I haven't it was messed set up with once it. where you click the bumper video and it starts recording at our hyperdeck. So the backup sermon recording starts yeah. on time. Um, so there's a bunch of like cues for that that are stacked in this thing, but it's a sub presentation, which means when you do stuff like that, I don't think it gets messed up. Yeah. Now we did run into something this weekend where it forced the wrong layout to our online for this like <laughs> specific section. And there was like, just, you know, it's like when they make the text box and it's like 20 lines of text, but you only see like one, four of them yeah. and half of it's cut off. Yeah. And, uh, that, that was, we had to deal with that, but, um. You live and you learn. Yeah, I'm digressing again. All that to say, tools are great. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I think this whole episode has just been one digress off of another, but yeah. that's okay. I, I think, again, that's just, the, that's kind of the production way of life. It is. Because um, we never actually get to finish our thoughts. Yeah. 
Usually assume, someone comes and tugs your arm and you have to go fix something else right. before you get to finish your conversation. <laughs> yeah. You, as soon as you're almost finishing one project, something else breaks. Yep. Uh, it, 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 that's just... The, like that video thing that went down this week. <laughs> the, that's just the, that's honestly the nature of the nature of, of life and the nature of tech. And, um, you know, some sometimes it's just not understood by other people. But that's okay. We love what we do. We love the people we do it for, except, and we love God. And so just keep moving along. Yeah. Very good point. You know, next time we'll we'll spend some time talking about, like, why we're qualified to even talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where, our, where our input comes from. <laughs> Why we why our opinions might be formed the way that they are. Yeah, and and why we're both open to being wrong on certain things. Yeah, if you stop learning, that's the day that you probably shouldn't do this anymore. Yeah, you. you or actually, I shouldn't even say it like that. If you think you know everything, that's the day you should stop doing this anymore. Yeah, uh, there's there's so much, especially if you're in a tech director position, at a at a medium to large. You know, uh, we won't go into the mega size because most of them have more than one production staff member. <laughs> but if you're a tech director at a medium to a large church, you have to know lighting, you have to know video, you have to know camera, you have to know audio, you have to know switcher, uh, networking. You have to know how it works. Right. This this is the I've I've been on the learning curve side of that, and it's it's interesting. You know, I always yeah. tell people. I mean, I think when I took the job I have now. Um, was like I always compare this to like when you're creating your video game character and you have stats, you know? Yes. Like yeah. my video stat was like nothing. Yep. And I came here and it's like a lot larger now. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's like kind of like those pentagrams where you, you know, pick your strengths and whatever. Yeah. And everyone has their own. Yep. Right. Like mine spikes in audio. Yeah. That's just how it is, you know. But I know like the people that have had the position that I have now in the past, one of them spiked in video, you know. Right. So at the time they had a beef and video system. Right. Um, you know, but, and, and, you know, different people spike different places, which means different decisions could be made, but you, yeah. you have to know enough about all of them to be able to like advise. You yes. Know, if, ideally, yep. if you're weak in one, you find people on your team that are going to be better operators. So you only have to handle the setup and stuff. Was, this is, this is why I've, I've told people uh, for the last couple of years, I'm not an expert in any one thing. However, however, I am an expert Googler. Yep. Google is my best friend. Uh, I have connections in many, many places that can also simple text, hey, how did you guys do that? You know? Yeah. Just building friendships, um, connections, Google, all of it. That's the, honestly the most important tool. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Google, forums, and... Yeah, couple personal people connections. A couple people on the phone for those immediate emergencies that you know that someone will text back faster than the internet can help you. Yes. But uh, yeah, no. Ne uh, come back next time, and we'll kind of go into uh, our our past and um, what where we've gotten our experience from, and and how we got here, and how we got to where we are. Mm -hmm.